Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
welcome to the student athletes from the Kansas Jayhawks. Closest to me, Mr. Yesifu, then Mr. Wilson, and Mr. Coleman Lands. Start with questions in the room and then move to questions on Zoom. Start on the left, second row. Uh, Jalen Wilson, Shea Wildeboer, Rebels, or Jayhawksland.com. Yesterday, I saw you guys on the bench um, having fun and um, jumping up and down. How, is, how important this time of year is it to have fun, um, to kind of be in the moment, maybe not look f too far ahead to, to where you guys eventually want to be? Uh, it means everything. I think uh, in this tournament, you always have to take, take it one game at a time and uh, enjoy every single game that you have because it really is, you know, win or go home. So, you know, we're always happy and supporting our teammates, uh, especially when we're clicking like that last night and uh, just showing emotion and showing how happy we are for everybody. Next question for the student athletes. Go on the front row on the right side. Joe, how do you guys keep it loose, keep having fun, and not succumb to the pressure? Uh, I feel like we gel well off the court. Um, we're always around each other. Um, I feel like that's a really big piece to it, uh, not just being on the court with each other. Um, we spend a lot of time with each other, so I feel like that being off the court with each other, that translates to um, how we play on the court. So we're more of a family. Stay in the front row on the right. Jalen, this question for you. You had some pretty good memories of the game against Creighton last year. Just what do you remember from that game, and what did you learn about the Blue Jays, if anything, that you can take into this season? Uh, well, one, they're a really good team. It's uh, well-coached. And, uh, I mean, last year it went down to the very last shot. They uh, ended up missing a free throw for us to win by one. And it was a battle throughout the entire game. So, you know, with this team, I know it's a couple new faces for the team, but, you know, they're always going to have the same chip that they did last year and also with the same coach. So it's always going to be a tough game with them. More questions for the student-athletes. On the left side, second row. Joe, I wonder, can you compare your experience? I mean, it's just been one game now in this tournament and, and your, your time last year in the tournament and just the experience of, of being on a top seed versus maybe an underdog like last year. Uh, we have always have a target on our backs. Um, at Drake, um, you know, we were, of course, we were the underdogs and we were looking to come at everybody's neck. Like, we were about to play Kansas, so I was looking forward to that game, but... Having a target on our backs really makes us have to play even harder because we're going to get everybody's best shot. Kind of along those lines, for, for all three of you, if you would, uh, they had a big injury last night in their game. You know, one of their anchors, top players, goes down. How, how do you digest that news? How do you, how do you not look at that and, and make that part of your preparation? Mr. Yes, for you can start on that, and then we'll go down the line. Um, we're not, they're they're going to play hard for them. Um, you know, they're going to try to get the win from so we have to be prepared for that. Um, they're going to come out even harder than they did yesterday because, you know, we're, um, we're always going to have that target. Uh, like you said, it's it's one to go home, so I'm sure they're going to make plenty of adjustments. Like I said, they're a well-coached team with good players around. So, I mean, if a guy goes down, I'm pretty sure the other guys are going to step up and play even harder. Yep, to piggyback off of that, um, you know, they're a team. I'm pretty sure they're a family just like we are, and they're going to try to, you know, make up for their loss. Uh, so... Uh, well coached and um, the energy of there. So, for all three of you guys, coach kind of talked about the late night last night. Maybe what time did y'all get back to the hotel? And, and mentally, what does it take to turn around and uh, play tomorrow? Uh, I 
we got back too late, but uh, we got to sleep in, and uh, we'll have practice later on and be able to regroup and learn what we need to learn and make any adjustments defensively for, for Creighton. And, you know, we got enough, got enough sleep. Front row, right side. Joe, what's possible with two point guards on the floor at the same time? Uh, we play faster. Um, all our guards are really quick. Um, and having two point guards on the uh, floor have, makes, a, makes it easier for us to um, create on the floor. Um, and I feel like we, we gel more. Um, we get guys open a lot. We, um, we, it's easier for us to get in the paint. Um, I feel like it's, it's great for us. Okay. Left side. Uh, Jay Cole, for you, uh, you didn't watch it. You were here. I didn't see it. But I heard that on the broadcast last night, they, they kind of shed some light on your off-the-court stuff and, and the things you do in communities and, and just the difference you try to make for people. I, I wonder what that means for you to, to – to have that come to light on, on this stage and national audience and all that. Yeah, um, it's crazy. And even with you asking me, um, you know, I, I think it's, it means something about, like, even to my team, too, because they've been a part of this with me. Um, so to be able to, you know, talk about it and then bring it to fruition and then now seeing it on TV and not only just locally but even on a mainstream, um, it's humbling. You know, it's humbling, and it knows that it's just kind of reassuring to me that, um, there's value there um, and that, you know, that I'm on the right path because it's something I'm passionate about as well. So um, it's gratifying and it's humbling. So, I mean, that's the best way to concisely summarize that. Second row on the left. I'm wondering, for all three of you guys, did you guys grow up watching this event? I mean, do you, do you, do you TV watch? Do you fill out brackets? Or are you just focused on here? Or do you allow yourself to have fun and, and kind of <clears throat> remember back to when you guys were kids watching this? Mr. Coleman Land, you want to start? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I heard Jay Will say this is something we we dreamed of um, as kids. You know, when you watch basketball, you you want to see it at it's at the pinnacle, and this is this is where champions are defined. So, um, as a team, um, you know, looking at it now in retrospect, like um, just knowing that how important this is. You know, this is something that we've always thought about as kids, and now being in this position. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, growing up throughout school, uh, middle school, my teachers would put it on the screen for us during class, and we'd be able to watch games. And uh, I just, you know, always wanted to be a part of it. I and mean, the only other, only March Madness game I went to as a kid was uh, that Kentucky Connecticut game when it was uh, when UConn won. And like, I was like, man, like this is the championship. Like, I want to be here one day. So now, having the team and you know the capability of doing that is uh, is really special to me. And that's why you know I'm just trying to emphasizes one game at a time and you know because I feel like we have the, the capability to be there uh, like they said um, it's definitely a dream come true I did fill out some brackets you know back in the day but you know none of them ever you know worked out um, but it's definitely a dream come true my teachers like Jay Will said um, they used to put them on in the classroom um, one game I do remember is that um, UConn versus Pittsburgh game um, when uh, Campbell Walker hit the, uh, the uh, game winning three, uh, when he hit that three, that's not realizing. I I can't wait to be there. So this is definitely a dream come true. Front row, excuse me, second row on the right mm -hmm. side. 
Jalen, what were uh, the circumstances? Why, why were you at the uh, that national championship game that year? Oh, my mom just surprised me. Uh, she said we were going to a watch party, and then she pulled out two tickets, and I like almost cried, and because she knew how much I just love watching college basketball, and uh, I'll never forget it. We went there and seen all types of different players. I mean, it was just that dunk that uh, I forgot. James Young from Kentucky, that left-handed dunk, that's like one of the best dunks of all time. I got to see that live. and Just seeing that atmosphere, seeing all the alumni, NBA players that came out, I just, I wanted to be a part of that. And um, it was just something I'll never forget. What questions for the student athletes? None? Letting them off easy? Okay. Guys, thank you. Thank you. Welcome Coach Bill Self, the Kansas Jayhawks. We'll start with an opening statement, then take questions from the room and questions on Zoom if there are any. Coach, go ahead. Uh, we're very excited. Uh, a little fatigued today. And uh, uh, last night was a late night or an early morning, so to speak. And, and uh, but can't wait to get on the practice floor here in a little bit and start preparing. Questions in the room. We'll start second row on the left. Hey, Coach, in an event that's so pressure-packed, how important is it for these guys to have fun, enjoy the ride, and is there anything you can do to, to kind of keep it light? Well, I, I, you know, we talk about that all the time, about, you know, this is the reward of, a, you know, months of hard work, and, and uh, you don't want to look back and say, what if? So, you know, you got to have fun. It's got to be a great memory, and the best way to make a great memory is to, be focused and and uh, maybe give five or ten percent more, and uh, uh, you know try to be uh, as loose and, and and as poised as you can be. And I've actually thought this team has handled that type of pressure for the most part pretty well. Regardless of how loose you you hope to be, there's still going to be moments where you play tight. That's natural, but but I think for the most part, this team has done a pretty good job with that. Front row on the right. Bill, Ryan Hawkins is a guy that was at Northwest Missouri yeah. State, a D2 player to D1. You got a D2 guy from Missouri Southern State on your team. Can you go in a little more detail about what the transition is for a D2 player into that D1 level and, and how you feel Ryan's been able to be, do so well at it this season? Well, we were watching tape earlier, and I said, and we were watching Ryan highlights, uh, uh, part of his edit tape, and 
I said, uh, Kim, did he used to do this to you like he's doing to these guys? And he said, he never did me. My coach wouldn't let me guard him. And I said, yeah, because you couldn't, uh, uh, basically. But I, 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 th- I think that uh, there's a, a misconception out there that if you don't play at a Division One level, you may not be quite as talented as some kids that do. And that's certainly not the case. And if you saw Northwest Missouri play, they could beat – uh, you know, many teams, many, many teams. They almost beat Duke, you know, a couple of years ago in an exhibition game. So uh, he's, 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 he's talented. He can shoot. He's got a quick release. He's unbelievably skilled. He's a bull uh, um, and tough. And, and uh, you know, I, I think he can make any team in America better. Uh, and he happens to be in a great system right now to do that. Stay in the front row. What's the trademark of McDermott's coaching style and, and his team's? You know, I just, I just I just talked to Mac a little bit ago. We we go back uh, quite a ways because he was, you know, at Iowa State and and in my earlier years in the league and and uh, I would say back then uh, and maybe even some of the years at Creighton, I think his his reputation would be one that that uh, uh, his teams could really score and play loose and play free minded. Um, it's kind of been the the, the M.O. for Iowa State, period, you know, from Mac to Fred to Steve. T.J.'s a little different now, obviously, but uh, that would kind of be what I would say would be kind of what the reputation would be. And uh, this year, uh, to me, they still score, but they become one of the best defensive teams in the country. Their, their identity, to me, is as much through toughness and defensively as it is offensively. And, uh, you know, and, and that's not saying anything negative or positive. That's just facts. Like I would say our identity for the most part this year has been on the offensive end rather than defensive end. And I hopeful, hopefully we're changing that a little bit as well. But, but uh, I, I think, I think uh, his team plays with great toughness and can really guard. Keep it going on the front. Bill, how much about the scouting report changes when an impact player, a seven-footer like Kalkbrenner, goes down just last night? Well, it definitely changes. You know, we, let, let's, we, we try to say, okay, let's watch some tape when he didn't play and to see what they did differently. And, you know, he played 30 minutes a game, so, so, and, he, and he played in every game this year. So there aren't a lot of opportunities to do that. Uh, uh, and, you know, he's a really good player. He's got great feet, great hands, and he can block or alter about as well as anybody. Uh, and they run so many clever things, high-low and things like that, where he can be the passer or the finisher, uh, knows how to seal. But, you know, the guy they bring in behind him uh, is probably a, a superior natural athlete. Uh, he's, uh, he's very capable. He doesn't score the ball like Ryan has scored it, but he hadn't had the same opportunities that Ryan has had it. So we, we will prepare that they will run the same stuff because we have no idea if what they'll run if they don't. We, we may prepare that they may play a different lineup and maybe slide guys up a spot to, to, to play a smaller or something like that. But as far as us knowing what they'll do and scouting, I think the biggest thing is to rely on principles as much as anything else. Next to last row on the right. Kind of continuing our conversations about just a wild first day uh, in the tournament. I'm curious if you all do anything preparation-wise for a neutral site, 7-1 uh, uh, this year. 
uh, obviously a great home court advantage, but do you do anything differently knowing that you're going to be playing at these different venues? No, not really. I, I, th I think the, the one thing that we try to do as much as we possibly can is, is to play as many good non-conference neutral side games. I actually think the Champions Classic is great. Uh, you know, playing, you know, Michigan State this year, Duke or Kentucky other years. Uh, uh, and even though the crowd will be different in those settings than it will be probably tomorrow, uh, but it's, it's uh, uh, you know, going to a, a, a tournament that would be exempt. You know, this past year we went to Orlando, and even though we lost, I thought we got some good out of it. Next year we're going to Atlanta. Playing in those type tourna tournaments I think help, but be real candid with you, uh, uh, I don't know that we prepare for it any certain way. Staying on the right side. Yeah, Bill, uh, in your eyes, what makes Remy Martin so special, and how is he able to maybe stay locked in amidst those injuries that he had earlier in the season and the on-court struggles? Well, he, Remy deserves a lot of credit. Uh, um, one, Remy doesn't make excuses. Uh, Remy doesn't like to tell anybody he's hurt. And so he's been a difficult for one for me to read in large part because I really don't know how much he's hurting because structurally he's fine. Uh, but, you know, uh, a deep bone bruise in that area can be more painful than what a severe hip pointer can be. So, so and we all know how that feels, you know, if, in fact, you get it touched, let alone hit. So uh, I, I think he's hung in there pretty good. I think he's been frustrated. I think he. I think he's one part. He's frustrated because I don't think that he's been able to show us what he's capable of doing. So when I make a statement like, "Well, if if you know if we can get good play out of this, or or, or if he can make this play, or whatever, or, or Remy, you know, uh, uh, until you feel comfortable, you know, maybe maybe play a little bit more conservatively." until you kind of get into a groove, whatever. And he's looking at me saying, no, he, you don't get me at all. And, and, and he may be partially right because he is a guy that needs to play with a, a total open mind and, and play with freedom. And, and uh, I think we're seeing, even, even though yesterday the, the game was not in doubt, I think we're seeing what our team can be if, in fact, Remy is healthy. And it's a different team than what we had a month ago. On the left side. With O'Connell, uh, he didn't play against you guys when they came to Lawrence last year, but but you did see him when he was yeah. at Duke. And, yeah. and I wonder, I know you've seen plenty of film on him with Creighton this year, I'm sure, but do you go back that far? No, I won't. Okay. I won't. Uh, uh, you know, it's hard to do things like that when you only have, what, uh, 40 hours or 38 hours or, or whatnot. But uh, I remember Alex. Uh, I've seen him play enough. The thing that impresses me about him is you don't realize how tall he is. He's tall and he's got great legs. He can elevate and shoot the ball over the top of you, and we know he can shoot. So, uh, yeah, he's a hard guard. But but uh, but we'll rely what we've seen more this year than anything. But certainly he was a factor for Duke when when we had some good games with Duke. Bill, how did uh, Mitch hold up? in his limited duty yesterday and how's he doing you think uh we'll know more here in just a little bit but uh, this morning at or this afternoon at breakfast uh that was kind of a joke because we got in late last night but but this at this afternoon at breakfast uh uh he said he felt good he said there were it was not any worse than what it was so that that's a positive tomorrow uh if kansas wins it would tie kentucky for all-time victories 
What would that mean to the program, and what would it mean to do it this year? Uh, uh, personally, Gary, I don't even know if it registers on what it would mean to the program. What it would mean is we won another game. And playing the Sweet 16 is far more important than tying that. Uh, I hope we tie it. I hope we pass it uh, by a couple, you know, by the end of the year. But not because of that. just meant we would still be playing. So, Front row on the right side. Playing a team last year, but the personnel is completely yeah. different. How do you go across watching? The, or can you even watch that tape at all? Uh, I, I, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, uh, they have five new players, starters, and uh, and as far as contributors last year, uh, Ryan obviously was a major contributor, and he's not playing. Uh, Mitchell, if I'm not mistaken, was a major contributor, and he, and he's not playing. Uh, so, you know, and Alex didn't play last year against us in that right, Matt. So, so. Uh, uh, I don't know how much that would help us, you know, watching that. Uh, uh, but I, th I think we've got a, you know, I, I hope we do. I, I think we've got a pretty good book on, on what Creighton has had success doing this year and what they like to do, and hopefully we're able to uh, to neutralize that. Uh, uh, but we'll go off basically this year. Go to a question from the Zoom from Dave Stewart. Coach, a lot of the fans seem to think that the conference is measured by how many teams make deep runs in the tournament. You've never seemed to really buy into that thinking. What is the measuring stick for the Big 12 this year overall in that, you know, experts seem to think that it's been the best conference? Yeah, uh, Dave, I, I don't know that, that uh, I, I don't really buy into that. I, I think once you get in the NCAA tournament, it's so much about matchups that sometimes uh, – uh, a team that's been terrific can run into a buzzsaw, and so maybe sometimes a team that hadn't been as good can have a, a, a little bit of a clearer path if they play well. Uh, uh, but I, I don't know if, if that's not the metric to determine the success of your league or how good your league is. I don't know what the metric would be, though. Uh, I don't I don't know how you could, you know, the the fact that you could look at all the net, you could look at all the the the. the statistical stuff throughout the regular season the bottom line is once it gets this time of year none of it matters anyway so uh, I don't know if there's a great way to measure it I don't know if there's a fair way to measure it but uh, um, I know our league takes great pride in in doing as well as we possibly can do in the tournament and I don't think we've done as well in the tournament with the exception of Baylor uh, especially last year uh, as what maybe the metrics of our league has shown throughout the regular season so it's time for us to step up and do our part as well on the left, I wonder about the matchup with Trey Alexander, and yeah. specifically how he played last night. What you guys saw there? He played great. Yeah, he played great, and he's got size. And you know, I've known Trey and his family forever. I recruited D'Angelo, his uncle, uh, back uh, back in the day when I was uh, at Illinois. Uh, uh, know know his family. Uh, uh, recruited Trey and and. I think he's really, really improved in a very short amount of time. He's, he's, uh, we didn't recruit him as point guard, and I don't know that Greg recruited him as a point guard, but he's turned out to be a terrific point guard thrown into emergency duty. So he's, do, he's done a fabulous job. How does he match up with your point guard? Well, he's bigger. 
you know, and the, and the one thing Trey can do, he can shoot over folks, and that's one way he's been real effective. So we've got to do a good job of not letting him get into a shot where he can just jump up over us. Right side, front row. Hey, Bill, how prepared is uh, this team to play uh, if Creighton does go small for extended stretches? Well, you know, I think, uh, I think it, you know, it goes without saying that it could either be a strength or a weakness. Uh, you know, uh, you know, there's that old adage, you know, make them adjust to you more than you adjust to them. And, and uh, uh, if they decide to do that, then how do we take advantage of them being small? And then how do we guard them when they are small? And, and, and that'll be a, a big question with us because obviously that would put David on the perimeter a lot. So, so uh, I think we can do it. I, I, I think we can do it. I think there's a strategy and ways to do it. And you know, we've actually played a couple of teams in recent memory that went small on us, and we and we were able to do it and get by with it, and not get hurt with it defensively, and been a bonus offensively. So uh, I can I can see it, I can see it working favorably with us, but it won't be an easy guard though, regardless if if that occurs. Right side in the back, Bill. I don't know how much you've talked to Nick Ball about this game, but uh, who do you think he should be rooting for tomorrow? Well, I've, I talked to Nick two days ago and he thought this was the Nick Ball Invitational uh, instead of the NCAA tournament so uh, you know Nick played for us for two years and then transferred and and then uh, was a good player for Dana and started for a couple of years at Creighton so uh, I don't know who he should be rooting for he, he got his degree from Creighton so that probably and he lives in Omaha so no matter what he says I'm sure his allegiances will fall that way but uh, we all love Nick and he's still a part of us more questions for Coach Self. Not seeing any. Coach, how many hours of sleep last night? Enough. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Wishing so, you more this evening. Yeah, thanks. Very excited, uh, a little fatigued today, and uh, uh, last night was a late night or an early morning, so to speak, and, and uh, but can't wait to get on the practice floor here in a little bit and start preparing. Okay. Questions in the room? We'll start second row on the left. Hey, Coach, in an event that's so pressure-packed, how important is it for these guys to have fun, enjoy the ride, and is there anything you can do to, to kind of keep it light? Well, I, I, you know, we talk about that all the time about, you know, this is the reward of a, you know, months of hard work and, and, uh, you don't want to look back and say, what if? So, you know, you got to have fun. It's got to be a great memory. And the best way to make a great memory is to be focused and, and, uh, maybe give five or 10% more and, uh, uh, you know, try to be, uh, as loose and, and, and as poised as you can be. And I've actually thought this team has handled th 
that type of pressure for the most part pretty well. Regardless of how loose you, you hope to be, there's still going to be moments where you play tight. That's natural. But, but I think for the most part, this team has done a pretty good job with that. Front row on the right. Bill, Ryan Hawkins is a guy that was at Northwest Missouri yeah. State, a D2 player to D1. You got a D2 guy from Missouri Southern State on your team. Could you go in a little more detail about what the transition is for a D2 player into that D1 level and, and how you feel Ryan's been able to be, do so well at it this season? Well, we were watching tape earlier, and I said, and we were watching Ryan highlights uh, uh, part of his edit tape, and I said, uh, Cam, did he used to do this to you? like he's doing to these guys. And he said, he never did me. My coach wouldn't let me guard him. And I said, yeah, because you couldn't, uh, uh, basically. But I, 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 th- I think that uh, there's a, a misconception out there that if you don't play at a Division One level, you may not be quite as talented as some kids that do. And that's certainly not the case. And if you saw Northwest Missouri play, they could beat – uh, you know, many teams, many, many teams. They almost beat Duke, you know, a couple of years ago in an exhibition game. So uh, he's, 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 he's talented. He can shoot. He's got a quick release. He's unbelievably skilled. He's a bull uh, uh, and tough. And, and uh, you know, I, I think he can make any team in America better. Uh, and he happens to be in a great system right now to do that. Stay in the front row. What's the trademark of McDermott's coaching style and, and his team's? You know, I just, I just I just talked to Mac a little bit ago. We we go back uh, quite a ways because he was, you know, at Iowa State and and in my earlier years in the league and and uh, I would say back then uh, and maybe even some of the years at Creighton, I think his his reputation would be one that that uh, uh, his teams could really score and play loose and play free minded. Um, it's kind of been the the, the M.O. for Iowa State, period, you know, from Mac to Fred to Steve. T.J.'s a little different now, obviously, but uh, that would kind of be what I would say would be kind of what the reputation would be. And uh, this year, uh, to me, they still score, but they become one of the best defensive teams in the country. Their, their identity to me is as much through toughness and defensively as it is offensively. And, uh, you know, and, and that's not saying anything negative or positive. That's just facts. Like I would say our identity for the most part this year has been on the offensive end rather than defensive end. And I hopeful, hopefully we're changing that a little bit as well. But, but uh, I, I think, I think uh, his team plays with great toughness and can really guard. Keep it going on the front. Bill, how much about the scouting report changes when an impact player, a seven-footer like Colt goes down just last night? Well, it definitely changes. You know, we, let, let's, we, we try to say, okay, let's watch some tape when he didn't play and to see what they did differently. And, you know, he played 30 minutes a game, so, so, and, he, and he played in every game this year. So there aren't a lot of opportunities to do that. Uh, uh, and, you know, he's a really good player. He's got great feet, great hands, and he can block or alter about as well as anybody. Uh, and they run so many clever things, high-low and things like that, where he can be the passer or the finisher, uh, knows how to seal. But, you know, the guy they bring in behind him uh, is probably a, a superior natural athlete. Uh, he's, uh, he's very capable. He doesn't score the ball like Ryan has scored it, but he hadn't had the same opportunities that Ryan has had it. So 
we, we will prepare that they will run the same stuff because we have no idea if what they'll run if they don't. We, we may prepare that they may play a different lineup and maybe slide guys up a spot to, to, to play a smaller or something like that. But as far as us knowing what they'll do and scouting, I think the biggest thing is to rely on principles as much as anything else. Next to last row on the right. Kind of continuing our conversations about just a wild first day uh, in the tournament. I'm curious if you all do anything preparation-wise for a neutral site, 7-1 and one, uh, uh, this year. Uh, obviously a great home court advantage, but do you do anything differently knowing that you're going to be playing at these different venues? No, not really. I, I, I think the, the one thing that we try to do as much as we possibly can is, is to play as many good non-conference neutral site games. I actually think the Champions Classic is great. Uh, you know, playing you know Michigan State this year, or Duke or Kentucky other years, uh, uh, and even though the crowd will be different in those settings than it will be probably tomorrow, uh, but it's it's uh, uh, you know going to a a, a tournament that would be exempt. You know, this past year we went to Orlando and. Even though we lost, I thought we got some good out of it. Next year we're going to Atlanta. It's playing in those type tourna- tournaments, I think, help. But be real candid with you, uh, uh, I don't know that we prepare for it any certain way. Staying on the right side. Yeah, Bill, uh, in your eyes, what makes Remy Martin so special? And how is he able to maybe stay locked in amidst those injuries that he had earlier in the season and the on-court struggles? Well, he Remy deserves a lot of credit. Uh, um one, Remy doesn't make excuses. Uh, Remy doesn't like to tell anybody he's hurt. And so he's been a difficult for one for me to read in large part because I really don't know how much he's hurting because structurally he's fine. Uh, but, you know, uh, a deep bone bruise in that area can be more painful than what a severe hip pointer can be. So, so and we all know how that feels, you know, if, in fact, you get it touched, let alone hit. So, uh I, I think he's hung in there pretty good. I think he's been frustrated. I think he. I think he's one part. He's frustrated because I don't think that he's been able to show us what he's capable of doing. So when I make a statement like, "Well, if if you know if we can get good play out of this, or or, or if he can make this play, or whatever, or, or Remy, you know, uh, uh, until you feel comfortable, you know, maybe maybe play a little bit more conservatively." until you kind of get into a groove, whatever. And he's looking at me saying, uh, he, you don't get me at all. And, and and he may be partially right because he is a guy that needs to play with a, a total open mind and, and play with freedom. And and uh, I think we're seeing, even even though yesterday the, the game was not in doubt, I think we're seeing what our team can be if, in fact, Remy is healthy. And it's a different team than what we had a month ago. On the left side. With O'Connell, uh, he didn't play against you guys when they came to Lawrence last year, but but you did see him when he was yeah. at Duke. And, yeah. and I wonder, I know you've seen plenty of film on him with Creighton this year, I'm sure, but do you go back that far? No, I won't. Okay. I won't. Uh, uh, you know, it's hard to do things like that when you only have, what, uh, 40 hours or 38 hours or, or whatnot. But uh, I remember Alex. Uh, I've seen him play enough. The thing that impresses me about him is you don't realize how tall he is. He's tall and he's got great legs. He can elevate and shoot the ball over the top of you, and we know he can shoot. So, uh, yeah, he's a hard guard. But but uh, 
but we'll rely what we've seen more this year than anything. But certainly he was a factor for Duke when, when we had some good games with Duke. Bill, how did uh, Mitch hold up in his limited duty yesterday, and how's he doing, you think? Uh, we'll know more here in just a little bit, but uh, this morning at, or this afternoon at breakfast, uh, that was kind of a joke because we got in late last night, but, but this, at this afternoon at breakfast, uh, uh, he said he felt good. He said there were, there, it was not any worse than what it was, so that, that's a positive. Tomorrow, uh, if Kansas wins, it would tie Kentucky for all-time victories. What would that mean to the program, and what would it mean to do it this year? Uh, uh, personally, Gary, I don't even know if it registers on what it would mean to the program. What it would mean is we won another game, and playing the Sweet 16 is far more important than tying that. Uh, I hope we tie it. I hope we pass it uh, by a couple, you know, by the end of the year. But not because of that. It just meant we would still be playing. So, front row on the right side. Playing a team last year, but the personnel is completely yeah. different. How do you go across Washington? Or can you even watch that tape at all? Uh, I, I, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, 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 they have five new players, starters. And uh, and as far as contributors last year, uh, Ryan obviously was a major contributor, and he's not playing. Uh, Mitchell, if I'm not mistaken, was a major contributor, and, he, and he's not playing. Uh, so, you know, and Alex didn't play last year against us. Isn't that right, Matt? So, so uh, uh, I don't know how much that would help us, you know, watching that. Uh, uh, but... I, th- I think we've got a, you know, I, I hope we do. I, I think we've got a pretty good book on, on what Creighton has had success doing this year and what they like to do, and hopefully we're able to uh, to neutralize that. Uh, uh, but we'll go off basically this year. We'll go to a question from the Zoom from Dave Stewart. Coach, a lot of the fans seem to think that the conference is measured by how many teams make deep runs in the tournament. You've never seemed to really buy into that thinking what is the measuring stick for the big 12 this year overall in that you know experts seem to think that it's been the best conference yeah uh, dave I, I don't know that that uh i i don't really buy into that i, I think once you get in the ncaa tournament it's so much about matchups that sometimes uh, uh, a team that's been terrific can run into a buzzsaw and so maybe sometimes a team that hadn't been as good can have a, a, a little bit of a clearer path if they play well. Uh, uh, but I, I don't know if, if that's not the metric to determine the success of your league or how good your league is. I don't know what the metric would be, though. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how you could, you know, the, the fact that you could look at all the net, you could look at all the, 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 the statistical stuff throughout the regular season. The bottom line is once it gets this time of year, none of it matters anyway. So... Uh, I don't know if there's a great way to measure it. I don't know if there's a fair way to measure it. But uh, um, I know our league takes great pride in, in doing as well as we possibly can do in the tournament. And I don't think we've done as well in the tournament with the exception of Baylor, uh, especially last year, uh, as what maybe the metrics of our league has shown throughout the regular season. So it's time for us to step up and do our part as well. On the left. I wonder about the matchup with Trey Alexander. Yeah, and specifically how he played last night, what you guys saw there. He played great. Yeah. He played great, and he's got size. And, you know, I've known Trey and his family 
forever. I recruited D'Angelo, his uncle, uh, back uh, back in the day when I was uh, at Illinois. Uh, uh, Noah's family uh, uh, recruited Trey, and, and I think he's really, really improved in a very short amount of time. He's he's uh, we didn't recruit him as point guard, and I don't know that Greg recruited him as a point guard, but he's turned out to be a terrific point guard thrown into emergency duty. So he's done, he's done a fabulous job. Well, he's bigger, you know, and the, and the one thing Trey can do, he can shoot over folks, and that's one way he's been real effective. So we've got to do a good job of not letting him get into a shot where he can just jump up over us. Right side, front row. Hey, Bill, how prepared is uh, this team to play uh, if Creighton does go small for extended stretches? Well, you know, I think, uh, I think it, you know, goes without saying that it could either be a strength or a weakness. Uh, you know, uh, you know, there's that old adage, you know, make them adjust to you more than you adjust to them. And, and uh, uh, if they decide to do that, then how do we take advantage of them being small? And then how do we guard them when they are small? And, and, and that'll be a, a big question with us because obviously that would put David on the perimeter a lot. So, so uh, I think we can do it. I, I, I think we can do it. I think there's a strategy and ways to do it. And you know, we've actually played a couple of teams in recent memory that went small on us, and we and we were able to do it and get by with it and not get hurt with it defensively, and been a bonus offensively. So uh, I can I can see it I can see it working favorably with us, but it won't be an easy guard though, regardless if if that occurs. Right side in the back, Bill. I don't know how much you've talked to Nick Ball about this game, but uh, who do you think he should be rooting for tomorrow? Well, I, I talked to Nick two days ago and he thought this was the Nick Ball Invitational uh, uh, the NCAA tournament so uh, you know Nick played for us for two years and then transferred and and then uh, was a good player for Dana and started for a couple years at Creighton so uh, I don't know who he should be rooting for he, he got his degree from Creighton so that probably and he lives in Omaha so no matter what he says I'm sure his allegiances will fall that way but uh, we all love Nick and he's still a part of us